I'm Matt Harvey. You're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays. Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi, guys. Welcome to uh, another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays. And you are joining us today on the day after the disaster of the last game of the season for the Blue Jays. And we had this date in the diary, and a really warm welcome to Matt Harvey. Matt, thanks so much for spending a bit of time with me today. Um, uh, it's a pleasure. I mean, both of us, just before we started recording, just reflecting in terms of, oh, this is a tough day for any Blue Jays fan. Sure uh, is. I mean, just give me your initial thoughts of last night and all that happened. Well, I mean, you know, I was already disappointed with the game before, but last night it seemed going well. It seemed to be going pretty good at the start and with uh, Tiosker hitting two home runs. And it seemed like everything was going right. And then everything just kind of crashed down and then Springer got hurt and hoping mm. still waiting on info if he's okay. Yeah. And so yeah, everything just kind of went bad. Just like that. It was the movie was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, referring to Vladdy's comment at the uh, spring training, I guess it was, it was right at the beginning of the season anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Reflecting and, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, the 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 disappointment of last season not getting oh. into the into the postseason on that last game of the, the season, yeah. not, and how disappointed I felt then. Mm-hmm. But compared to last night's loss, yeah, this this feels a lot harder to take. This, I mean, you know, we had the uh, fact that we got teased with an eight-one lead. When you got an eight-one lead, we were in Kikuchi territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I threw out the first pitch the day before the last game last year. So, like the second last game of the season, I threw the first pitch. So that was like a crazy day. So yeah, it was pretty disappointing. But I mean, at the same time, we had something. We were we thought we had a chance. So it was like one of those things where I remember a few weeks before that game last year, we were just sitting there going is this game going to matter? Is this game going to be anything when I throw the first pitch? Or is this going to just be like, you know, eh. And, you know, we didn't know how many fans would be there. We didn't know what the capacity was going to be. Because at the start, it was like 20,000. This was when COVID was happening. So we had the thought that one of my friends who was going to come watch me throw the first pitch was not going to be able to make it because the limit was 20,000 or 10,000 or something. And then for that last moment, the very end there, they uh, extended it to 30,000 people. So here I was thinking I was throwing in front of 10,000 or so. And now I'm like, wait a minute, 30,000. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, as you're talking about that, because I was going to ask you about that, because I've seen your clips yeah. of you, clips of you doing it. I mean, <laughs> what, what a privilege to a- be up to be asked to do that Shocking. in the first place. How, how did how did that all happen? What was the story well, behind that? So I guess they have this TD MVP uh, contests and 
I'm still not really sure. I think somebody I know maybe put me in as a nominee or something like that. But because of that, they came to my house. They did all kinds of stuff. I had a whole chat and then George Springer showed up in the video, which they showed, which was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping next year, if he's okay, I'm hoping the spring training to meet him. I still haven't met George. So it's going to be uh, fun to be in spring training, especially hopefully things will be different in terms of pitchers. We really need help on the bullpen. That last night was very clear. And reading Gregor Chisholm's article in the Toronto Star, I think he agrees. He definitely said the same thing I said. He said it was a horror movie. I feel bad for some of the guys in the team, like Manoa seemed to be taking it really hard. Anthony Bass actually deleted his Twitter, which really blows because uh, he was a really friendly guy and he's somebody that I'm rooting for. So seeing him delete his Twitter really reflects on how much this hurt the team. I'm sure all the players are feeling really bad and I feel bad for them. Like it's who expects that to happen? <laughs> Oh, totally. It, yeah, just mentioning on Anthony Bass, my fan cut yeah. out, which is just standing yeah, behind me that. Um, from a couple of seasons ago when obviously it was in the COVID <laughs> year. And some of the players signed uh, the cutouts before they got sent out. Mine got signed by Anthony Bass. And so <laughs> yeah, I, cool. I have I have a soft spot for, for him yeah. and really mm -hmm. wanted him to do well last night. And, me too. And that he, was very disappointing. Yeah, he didn't, didn't quite perform to the level no, that we'd get a rough day and i did have a rough day feel sorry for him at the worst part is i just wanted to meet him and everything but just uh so the first time was in covid time i would have gone to spring training if it wasn't for the short short like season and everything and, uh well, i went to spring training last in 2020 and you know he came later in the season so but, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I came right before COVID hit. So COVID came probably a week or a week and a half after. And so everything seemed, no. I was like, it's cold out here that one week when we were down there. I didn't like the weather very much. Came home and then I'm thinking, whoa, <laughs> I got yeah. lucky because COVID just waxed Florida and all of Canada and everything right after that. So, yeah, yeah, it was cra crazy time, wasn't it, back, back, well, back yeah. then? I work in a grocery store, so... Okay, yeah, I saw, I saw you got your 15 years, years long service yeah. award the you other betcha. day. Yeah, the well last done, two man. years have been crazy. I bet. <laughs> so are you actually based in Toronto? I'm not quite sure where you are. Oh, St. Catharines. So, St. Catharines, uh, okay. Toronto is about an hour from me. Yeah. I got our family, our family lives in, uh, like, right now by Oakville, so... Oakville. Oakville oh, is... Nice part of time. So we just yeah. drive down there and meet and everything. My niece and nephew, I got. So that's going to be a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we'll have one last thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then put it all to bed for, forever. Um, just going back to the game last night. Yep. Then, uh, in terms of, I mean, Gosman pitched really, yeah. really well. He deserved he? better. He really did. Totally. And like, and I think, you know, with all the news about his cut finger and what was that yeah. impact, I, I thought he uh -huh. just was extraordinary last night. Yeah, he did terrific. Like he was the should have been the reason we won because but yeah, I feel then, for Tim Mesa having the, you know. Well, he came in in a difficult spot, didn't he? And and I guess yeah. 
I guess John Schneider, perhaps, I mean, we don't know, perhaps if he was rethinking yeah. through that little period of the game. Yeah, I know that's a hard one. Whether, what would, he, like, would he have kept Gosman in for a little bit longer and see Just if he could... Out. One out. <laughs> I know it was, it was it was a crazy moment, and then of course the the mishap in in the yeah. you know mid middle outfield. I that mean, was crazy. That was scary stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't even at that point. I just turned it off because that you oh, know I knew <laughs> I knew it was sideways at that point. I was like, you know, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> at at Rogers Center, when it's pumping, is just the best venue yeah. in terms of noise mm-hmm. and totally. what happened was there it was like yeah, somebody was flicked like a, a pin to drop totally silent wasn't it the pin could drop it was like uh like they knew they all knew it was oh boy <laughs> you know what, when you're well, up eight one it's a really happy moment just like in you know you you being in the uk you like soccer at all so yeah yeah, yeah. soccer would be like a team you know giving up several goals at the same time yeah, and then just like that, I'm sure it happens in soccer games too. Well, it does. You, it's any any sport, I guess. You think that you're in a yeah a commanding position, and and quite frankly, last night I was I was feeling quite comfortable. I was enjoying yeah. the enjoying the game, and there didn't seem to be too much danger happening. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and, and just, I think everybody else was on the same page, and that came out of nowhere, <laughs> absolutely unravelled before our eyes. Um. Uh, and yep. just just so painful and i think in comparison to the yeah. night before which was yeah i know the night before was painful but yeah. this was worse because this was oh. like you didn't have any hope yeah you thought oh there's a couple runners on base maybe we'll score a run <laughs> yeah. this game we we're like having no trouble scoring a run we thought okay we got this game in the bag mm. and by the way this is the reflection if you notice that's a roy holiday poster but uh the ah, reflection okay. is making it look like it's on fire. Ah. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry. Um, so, in terms of uh, in terms of the, the sort of the remainder of last night, um, yeah. how did you how did you feel? You know, some of the other players because I thought there were some really good moments where, yeah, the guys were putting their literally their bodies on the line. Obviously, there was the yeah, thing they, with 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 Springer and Bow trying. But, you know, Tapia took a big fall as well, didn't he? Yeah. Got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I think Chapman also when he was running into first base. Chapman's an incredible third baseman. Oh, you know, it's frustrating how his hitting is with striking out, but and he also hits home runs. But his ability to field is like uh, Scott Rowland we once had. That guy, yeah, I remember, really I remember him. Ball, but yeah, he is probably the best we've ever had. You know, Josh Donaldson was good one time when he was with the Jays in 2015, but that guy by far was like, like you just know when a ball's hit to him, there's a good chance he's going to throw the guy out. Yeah. Such a strong arm. And, and, and a couple impressive. of times where he's because of the shift, he's covered yeah. second base. And, and again, yeah. so on some double plays where he's come in and thrown, thrown across down to yeah, play. I saw a few of yes. those. I think it was at a game there. It's crazy. Absolute bullet. I mean, just extraordinary. So just taking a step back from the disappointment uh-huh. of last night. Yep. What's your overall feeling towards the Blue Jays in terms of has this been a successful season? Has it been Whoa. a stepping stone season? They made the playoffs. That's something yep. only 12 teams did. They were first wild card spot. So, I mean, that's good. But I do feel like 
all the whole season, their biggest issue, which has been frustrating me, has been their lack of hitting with runners in scoring position, which I feel like the numbers aren't really saying how many runs they should have had more. They, I feel like they had the best average, was 263, was the best average in the entire baseball. But I just feel like they just needed to do better at hitting with runners in scoring position in their games. Yeah, those. those are, yeah, I think particularly at the early part of the season, wasn't it? They, those yeah, stats totally. were really stacking up against them, and and of course it gave the Yankees a very commanding yeah lead. Um, well, the Yankees were unstoppable at the beginning of the season. Oh, it's unbelievable! Interesting to yeah. see how they do in the playoffs now. Yeah, because totally. in the beginning of the season they were just lights out, <laughs> like you just didn't lose. Yeah. Who's who's your money on? Do you think now, oh, or is it? Or is it too early to say because of the? Might be the uh, Dodgers. Might be Houston. Might be New York. It's it could be, be any of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really strong teams. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't sure we were going to make it anyhow. To be honest, I thought once we face Houston, chances of us winning are like very, very, very low. <laughs> I think like, I think that's a fair reflection. I, I, I think. Our yeah. weaknesses were very evident that the bullpen was our weakness. Yeah. If you saw the Cleveland-Tampa game there, it's pretty clear that some teams have the ability to go into the 15th inning without any kind of worry about the bullpen. Yeah. Us, we couldn't even get through three or four innings. That 10th inning game wouldn't have been much of a 10-inning game. <laughs> no. I, and the bit we've had, I mean, we haven't had a couple of... Um, extra inning games and of course famous well not famously but um, Uh in in terms of recent memory was Vladdy's walk-off I think in the 10th yeah you know I was against uh, was it against Baltimore I can't remember now Um, but uh, yeah I think I think I think all of us you're quite right Mm -hmm. reflecting about the team if they'd got through the wild card yeah, the chances of getting past good. some of these other teams would have been a really big ask. Yeah, they got they got a lot more strengths than we do. We got really good strengths, but we got very very big weaknesses that are very yes. evident, and very easy to pick apart. Yeah, what did you make of the trade deadline? Well, when, when that happened, I mean, I feel like I was happy to get Anthony Bass. I feel like maybe he was undervalued, but at the same time, I mean. I don't know what to think of. Like there was not a lot of great options out there. The guy that pitched game one was pretty good, but giving away that many prospects to me seems to be kind of really a big problem because some of those guys might turn out to be useful, especially if it were say Ricky Tideman, who was the Jays number one prospect. If they had to give him away, I feel like that would be a mistake. And I feel like the number, the options of who to give away for that were just too much to, you know, if there was better options out there that were favorable, like deals. Okay. But the trade options out there were too risky. And obviously the Yankees are finding out the hard way right now with that pitcher they got who really isn't doing all that great. So to me, you know, feel like this season wasn't going to be the one, frankly. We like, you know, had a hope, but at the same time, we would have had to trade away a lot. And what if the guy gets hurt? We can't predict the future, <laughs> you know. To me, 
giving away a lot of prospects this year for that week trade deadline? No, I didn't think it was a very good idea. I feel like maybe next year they'll sign some free agents or do some other things that will help, but they'll at least have Moreno. They'll have Tideman. So to me, if, if it was, you know, more worthwhile, if it was a better options, I would have made a trade, but you know, the uh, guys out there were not very good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We did the best we could do. I, yeah, I think that's a fair comment in terms of of what we got. And and with with Merrifield, of course, did, yeah, didn't didn't play a, that often when he first came. Surprised. I didn't think we'd ever get him. Plus, I didn't even know he'd be able to play. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, because with the SB, yeah, with the SB injury, gave him a little opening to yeah. get that regular game day, and it seemed yeah, to make did, a difference. He did great. I was very impressed with his play, and yeah. it's going to be good for next year to have him back. Yeah, totally. I'm pretty sure he had a uh, one year option. I think. Yes, I think, I think he has two years. Yeah, so it's yeah. definitely going to be somebody that's useful and having SB around if he's still. You no, know, Stripling is a very interesting question because <laughs> he's a free agent, and yeah, I've been very impressed by his pitching. I feel like he was what we all thought Mitch White was going to be. Sure, but to me, Mitch White, he's really struggled, and Kikuchi has really struggled. So those two moves didn't really work out in our favor. The Kikuchi trade, we uh, we thought that he'd be, you know, a lot better than he's been. So, and even in the bullpen, he's walking too many people. And he's, you know, giving up that home run that we all, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just cra- crazy moments in terms Some of, um, yeah, so, absolutely. Do, do you think Pete Walker can weave his magic in the off season oh, I... with, with Kikuchi, do you think? I feel actually kind of, uh, you know, a bit sad about P. Walker, the whole DUI thing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's never something that they should be, you know, too fond about. No. Hopefully that doesn't ever happen again because it's crazy how sports athletes and management and everything do things like that. And it's just kind of forgotten about. Well, I did wonder when when it first reported, because it also, Obviously, happened down in Florida, didn't it? Went in yep, training. It did. Whether that was going to impact, you know, his return yeah. coming back into Canada and, and stuff. Yeah, it, I know, it, right? <laughs> it it seemed true. to be. It seemed to happen, and then it just went quiet, and we yeah, never they heard just any more about, about it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy it's, how sports athletes and sports management do that. But if one of us did that, for sure, <laughs> you yeah. wouldn't exactly be forgotten, and you probably have a record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Well. We don't know exactly what's happened behind the scenes. Obviously, those yeah. things don't tend to be to be made public. Nope. In terms of in terms of John Schneider, yeah. Oh, how, I'm very how happy. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you feel that I'm was happy a good that he's shows? down there, especially since he knows a lot of the guys. He, you know, was up with them for years. He's been, you know, in the, like in the job of the minor leagues and playing with these guys and all. So I'm I'm happy for John Schneider that he got this opportunity. Next year, I guess, I mean, you know, I guess hopefully he'll learn from today's thing. And, you know, I think he's seems like a really nice guy. He seems like a pretty knowledgeable, smart manager. So, you know, I guess we'll see what next year is. It's it's a tough spot he was put into, you know, to be in the middle of the season and be called to be the manager. And, you know, to be a, 
So whatever you call that manager, the uh, what do you what do you call those kind of managers? They're intern. Intern, yeah. Intern manager. Yeah. Yeah. To be an intern manager is tough because you know you're just put in the spot and you only got a certain amount of time left sure. to figure out what to do. But at least he knew a lot of the young players. So yep. that does help, you know. He knows who the guys are. He knew Vladdy. He knew Bo. He knew, I guess, some of the other guys. All the young players, anyway. Probably, you know, Guriel, I guess, or but that he also knew uh, Biggio, I'm sure. So it's always nice to have somebody that's played with the guys and knows who they are and everything. Yeah, totally. And you got no. No concerns that he won't be back next year. You don't think the the the, the way that the result went no, last night that's gonna impact. I mean, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> I assume that you know that's just small. I was like, not something you can control. You can't know that. You no, know? especially if it's what the general manager, on the other hand, might be in trouble for that because he got those players. The manager is just putting the players in different places, you know, like in Moneyball, if you've seen that movie. Yeah. They'll talk about, you know, he wanted to use this player or that player, but they couldn't use that player because he's not on the team. So what's he do? He goes out and trades away that player. So the other players are available to use. And then the guy comes up to him and says, uh, well, I'm going to put this guy in this spot. Well, you can't. He's on Cleveland. <laughs> Absolutely. Same idea, yeah. like you know, it's one yeah. of those things where managers can only do with what they can, what they have. So if we had better options, just like Gregor Chisholm said in the uh, Toronto Star, obviously the bullpen. You know, they should have made some better moves with the bullpen. Like the rotation, obviously, is going to be hard to make moves with, but I'm sure there is always bullpen options out there to trade for. Yeah, there's always somebody. There is always somebody out there, and I think yeah. it will be looking and and they're going to have to unpick what's happened here. And yeah. oh, I, yeah. I do, th I do think because of the the way the team collapsed mm -hmm. last yeah. night, there are going to be some big moves ahead there's of us. There's going to have to be, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, and what that looks like, whether that is you know people like Ross Atkins, whether he's. Mm -hmm caught up in that or whether it is yeah. some of our key players uh, I think yeah time, you know, time will great. tell who it's knows it's early to find out yet but they're yeah. you know going to be doing some stuff uh, totally they <laughs> are okay well let's let's just put the most recent history to one mm -hmm. side yeah. what i want to know is a little bit about you and of course yeah. just to say if if nobody has realized why i called matt mm -hmm. at this particular moment is that we have a little bit in common don't we matt in Do you terms have of in terms of what this little yes. newspaper article that came out in Betcha. Star uh, on Friday, yeah, where where yeah. they did a little article on on Blue Jays fans, and of course at that point in time, it's the headline is fans giddy with excitement, and they got, they got they got <laughs> no, hold of Matt, and they got hold of me. <laughs> so here we are as as uh, people sitting side by side in the newspaper column, which is really cool. It's um yeah, nice it of them. Nice of them to do that. So let uh -huh. tell me a bit about your story. Tell me about how, when did you uh -huh. first become a Jays fan? Okay, sure. When I was 11 or 12, it was the, you know, 
early nineties. And if you see the one story there, basically, like I said, I, I have autism. So having autism, you know, I was not aware of my autism until my twenties, but it just made me like stats and other things like that. So when I was little, I just remember crying my eyes out because, uh, I thought we were going to lose in the 93 World Series. And here we were. It was, I don't take losses very well. <laughs> Honestly, right. I really struggle for the longest time. So this is a good day to be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm standing. <laughs> good, <that's it. laughs> the good pennant man. race was tough. And so in 93, it was, I wasn't really aware too much. But then near the end of the game, I was kind of just watching a bit and I just started bawling and I just, I couldn't take it anymore because they were going to lose. My mom called me, woke me up and told me to come look over here. And that's when the Joe Carter home run hit. And that was like amazing. <laughs> Most amazing moments. Like I know we won in 92, what that home run was something special. And so, yeah, as, as the newspaper article says, I met Joe Carter afterwards like years later when I was in the falls, they had an event for 92, 93 world series, which was uh Dwayne Ward was there along with Kelly Gruber and Joe Carter. So it was a really cool event. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. So me, I've just, I grown up in St. Catharines. I've, you know, been a fan for a long time. And sometimes I'd be traveling down to Toronto to see games which I often do on the go train or my parents drive me. And, uh, you know, I actually was in uh, another story years back where a player known as JP and Sebia uh, got me tickets to a game way, way back in the day, <laughs> 2013 it was. And so I had the CBC news following me around. That was quite some, quite oh, something. <laughs> And it was, uh, yeah, I was actually in the Toronto Star a few years back, too, for another story. I think it was to do with the Aaron Sebia story or something like that. So, yeah, Very been, cool. Well, you, yeah, you are a bit of a celebrity in Blue Jays like fan, fandom world, aren't you? I mean, everybody, <laughs> ev everybody knows you. And I know a number of guys here in the UK uh, yeah. sort of interact with you on Twitter, I see. Yeah, and totally. people, are, people I know. How, how did... So when, when did you drop onto Twitter? When, when did that all kick off? Oh, my brother actually told me, maybe you shouldn't go on Twitter, but he <laughs> set it up for me. And just one of those things where, you know, <clears throat> sometimes I can be antisocial, I guess, but I mean, can't we all? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. They call it social media, but odd people aren't really social on it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those places where you can say almost anything you want. And yeah, that's, no, that's one of the no biggest repercussions. Problems. Yeah. That's one of the biggest problems with it, too, is I love it. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that are really mean to others. And it really kind of makes it miserable for so many women out there that have to deal with all this trolls and all this meanness and and makes me even more grossed out is you got some people out there that are saying stuff like that women don't know sports and that they only like it for how a guy looks no i got a lot of really good friends that are very knowledgeable about sports that are women and so i'm sure there's probably some uk actually 
there's a friend of mine, Victoria, who is oh, from yeah. the UK, and yes. she's a big yeah, sports fan. Hockey, and now she's gotten into the Blue Jays. She has. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess you've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Victoria Stewart. Yes, no, I know her. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's another UK person I chat with. Yeah, she's brilliant. And, and she's she great. has, you know, her, uh, the Maple Leafs are her yeah. bag in terms she's of what she's... Dire. I mean, it's it's yeah. got to be tough when you're in the UK. And unlike here, those games that are like 6 or 7 p.m., <laughs> they're like really, really late down where you guys are. They are. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're used to the midnight starts here. Yeah, that's hard. And I think particularly West think, Coast trips. Oh, West Coast trips. Yeah. So they, they're starting like three in the morning. So if the, if, if the game goes long, it's quite cool because we can wake up to baseball in the morning because uh, they're, they're still playing. But I think with, with Victoria and, and hockey, obviously yeah. hockey is not being played so regularly. Yeah. It's a very hard for you guys to have that kind of thing to be. Uh, that's yeah. pretty dedication when you're having to watch games that late at night and that early in the morning. Yeah. And yet, you know, you're, for me, I would use a DVR. <laughs> well, years ago, I'll just tell you a little bit of my backstory. So years ago, yeah. pre-internet, pre-MLB TV, all that sort uh-huh. of stuff. So my first trip to the Jays was in 94. Uh, wow. So I was, I was just strike after. Year. Yeah, strike here. I literally, I went to a game, I think uh-huh. four or five days before the strike was called wow. it was in, in August of that year. So I, if by my fingernails that I became a Blue Jays fan, and <laughs> and then of course coming back to the UK and obviously the strike mm-hmm. happened back into '95. Yeah, they come back because mm-hmm. we've got no TV coverage of baseball. We've got no wow. internet, so the yeah. only way I can keep up with what the Jays are doing is going buying mm-hmm. an international version of USA Today from our local news oh. agents, where Ooh. I could just see the schools and read a little bit about about what they're doing. Yeah. So completely different world. Definitely, we're living in now. Yeah, I know it was because I was in Holland, in Holland in '92, and you know, you didn't know what the heck the score was. Yeah, because I, my relatives are Dutch. Oh wow! So like my mom's side. So because of that, it's like, uh, you know, you're down in Holland and you don't have a clue what's going on. There's no way to know. No, there's no thing. There's newspapers or whatever, but they're all Nothing. nothing really that. They have no interest in that. They have a very different world down there. Yeah. I haven't been totally. there in years. You need to come back. You need to yeah, plan a trip no. and come through come through the UK. And we'll so how far is the UK from Holland? Oh, not far. I mean, really? I mean oh, yeah. It's, uh, you can get the train now from the UK across nice. to France and then drive up the coast to Holland. So, you know, nice. I could get that. I could get there in a day easily. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's 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 not far away. It's, it's you know That's definitely cool. definitely worth thinking about, Matt. And if you do come, one day, yeah. let me know, and uh, we'll we'll <laughs> of course take take you out for a beer. I mean, one of the big things that we are particularly hoping for here in the in the UK mm-hmm. is that the MLB International Series, which yeah, um, they just announced earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, we had we had the Yankees and the Red Sox in 2019. Ooh. Nice. Uh, so they so they played in London. You're hoping the year. Too. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd love the Jays to come. We're not quite sure whether the, it's appetizing enough for the MLB because of, yeah. it's obviously a yeah. very American-based mm, true. Uh, franchise and whether a Canadian team cuts it. But I think in terms of the fans here, the Jays yeah. would be definitely a, a I feel like there thing. is a lot of fans down there. And everything. There's, we have. 
Yeah, sometimes it's I, I see it because I see sometimes you see different things where you see blue jay shirts. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty it's, international thing. Like with the Raptors are even more so. The Raptors yeah. are my cousin from Holland is all a big Raptors fan. Okay. You know, he I think a lot of people you know I think the Raptors are much more worldwide kind I of think, team. I think out of the four main American sports, basketball is probably the most transferable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think so too. Everybody can play basketball. You just need a, a ball and a hoop and away you go. Yep, absolutely. Um, baseball is difficult here. I mean, we do yeah. have baseball teams, but you have cricket are... too. So we love cricket. Yeah, yeah, we do have cricket and lots of cricket grounds, but very few baseball diamonds. Yeah, that's um, precisely although, yeah. although our GB team, so our Great Britain team, have just qualified nice. for for the World Classic for the first time. Wow. So that's cool. that, that's a massive thing. That's um, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're really excited about that. So there's, there's, there are, you know, there are opportunities here, but it's, it's still very much yeah. a minority sport in the UK. Totally. Um, yeah, but it's definitely more than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. So your Twitter following then. So just tell me, because because mm-hmm. I know with you, with, with Twitter, you, you tweet a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, it's not yeah. a little... I mean, you yeah, are... you know how you know it's bad when I had Carlos Delgado tell me you tweet a lot. Yeah, when I was yeah. in spring training one time. <laughs> and do you do you find just in terms of your autism? Do you find that helps you to connect with people through uh, the well, forms other, of Twitter? Do, do, other that... people maybe that have autism that maybe don't really have family that are autistic, or that's you know I feel like that's something I can help. Other people know that, you know, as you know, with my 15 years, the job, that's not something everybody can do. And it's been a very, very difficult year. So like, even besides sports, just in terms of the whole craziness of the world right now, it's just been really stressful and really, really tough times. Uh, just craziness out there. Some of the people with the hatred and some of the threats to like people and politicians and everything just been really stressful here. And especially given that I work in a grocery store and I'm trying to, you know, keep people safe and everything from the whole pandemic, the past two years, it's just been a really stressful, crazy time. It's like, you feel like you're not even sure you're, this is real life. That's how wild it is. Yeah. It all feels like, yeah, I have to say, from my perspective of reading your tweets as they go through, you're, yeah. you know, you're you're a positive guy. Um, I try to you, be. <laughs> yeah, you're a positive guy. I think you speak, you know, in terms of those who understand mm-hmm. and what it means to have autism and 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 yeah. that world. I think you always speak very positively about it, and totally. uh, and and you're always, I think, very open with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way, perhaps others wouldn't be quite so much. Absolutely. I think because you're open and you're willing to talk about it and help people understand what it's like to work through something like you're working through in such a positive manner. And I think that absolutely commended, Matt. And uh, thank you, buddy. You know, it's a privilege to see you doing that and to to, to, to to be on the receiving end of the the good stuff that you put out there. And I, I know as you as you also tweet, 
uh, not just about that. You you seem to have a great connection with a lot of the players as well. You betcha. And, and, and they all know you. I mean, I, yeah, I, they do. See, I see the conversations going back and forth. Uh-huh. It's yeah. amazing. I, it's, that's I know, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> you've met a lot of them, haven't you, at spring training? Oh, yeah. you've been to, how how yeah. many times have you been down to Florida? To, oh, to Dun- probably Dunedin? five, six, something like that yeah. times. Yeah. Something like that, maybe more. I'm not sure exactly, but. Yeah, so yeah. there's 2020. I think there was a few years before that and years back then. I've been at least six, maybe seven times. Because it, like even, even the, the photo that they used in the paper. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's years that, back. That, but that's down at Dunedin, yeah? <laughs> that was in Dunedin. Yeah, that was, see, as you see, that's Jamie Campbell there. And there was the other, I think that oh, yeah. was like five, six years ago. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. it was quite the fun time. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned you hadn't got um, met George Springer yet. Is there any other no. current current roster that you'd love to? Yeah, I'd like to meet Manoa. I'd like to meet George Springer. They're both yep. really great guys. Manoa is somebody that I'm always rooting for. I don't know if you can see. Well, I guess you can't. Maybe you, you can see all my jerseys. So oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, hang on the wall. I see, I see the bottom of them. I got yeah. Springer. I got a Doolittle, which is a player that uh, – his wife uh, is Arian, is her name, and she uh, gave me this jersey. He's a, uh, you heard of Sean Doolittle? Yeah. He's a pitcher, relief pitcher. He does a lot of really good things for people. Got a Strowman. Strowman is one of my favorite people. He's somebody that's always supporting me and tweeting to me. Yep. And Guerrero Jr., like Triple uh, A, one of his Buffalo nice. uh, spring train, like a Buffalo, like, jerseys yeah david price i got uh well, let's see here romero and uh you know, a couple other ones <laughs> that's so cool so, yes yeah, the- like you can't see it's weird because uh yeah no, I, I could just see the bottom of the shirts there in, in the shop as uh, a, yeah. a, gr- a great collection and and yeah. great that you've been able to connect with them and, oh totally and, i'm for, really for looking forward could- to meeting manoa i've met jordan romano he's a really really good guy and he's yep. local so <laughs> totally yeah i just feel bad for him right now that was a tough way to end the season he's yeah he's a really passionate guy and he really has done a lot of good this year here's the thing about manoa that people forget is that as much as he had the tough game the other day he he's only 24 this is only his first fall season he's been like way better than anybody could have ever expected him to be so they thought he was going to be, you know, uh, uh, like decent starter, but he's been the ace. I mean, honestly, like he's been, I feel like he's going to win 20 games one day. I feel like it's a matter of time. He, next year, he's going to be dynamite. And they just need a couple more starters aside from like, you know, they got, uh, they got, you know, Stripling, maybe. I feel like they need to maybe re-sign him. Gosman, definitely. They just need a couple more. Like Barrios is kind of uh, hit or miss sometimes. And maybe, maybe this is just an off year for him. If this is an off year for him, they're set pretty much, but they are going to need another starter so that they don't have to rely on, you know, Kikuchi or Mitch White. They need somebody that's proven, you know, somebody out there that's going to be reliable, help the team. So that's definitely something they need to do next offseason. 
And in terms of Ryu, what what do you think is going to happen there? Well, I think that they're going to sign somebody. It's just a matter of who's available and who's going to want to come here. And I feel like people would want to come here because we got a good core, but uh, we just need some extra help to uh, get over the hump, you know. We've got a good team. We definitely do. We just have some few places that need to be holes that need to be filled kind of thing. And if they have those holes filled, I think they're going to be really good. Your expectations for 2023. Yeah. I'm hoping better. Hoping better. Yeah. Yes. I I feel like they they can go all the way with with a few. I feel like they have a chance. They just have to make a few moves and like they have a lot of really good players that are still under contract. You know, you got Vlad, you got Bo, you got some other players there like George Springer, if he's healthy. I'm hoping this isn't going to be something too serious right now, whatever it, the results of whatever he just had happen. And, you know, but he, he needs a year off to, you know, the off season is going to be good for George. He needs to just rest because, you know, he's been banged up. He's been really, really banged up this year. By the way, cool collection of bobbleheads you got there. <laughs> oh, yeah, got a fair few. Um, yeah, you done, got yeah, done done quite well considering you know on this side of the pond. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty I've, good. I've been very, very fortunate in a number of people that I know here in the UK oh, who have been at. One? Well, they've been out to games and perhaps oh. they've gone with their family and they've picked up oh, a couple nice. and they they keep oh. one themselves and. And and have brought some back to me, so, so I've, I picked up a few there. Uh, That's cool. Other places like eBay, you know, normal normal oh, sort nice. of stuff. Um, so yeah, we've we've got we've got a fair few. A lot yeah, of I t- see the Hazel one. Is that Hazel? Yeah, ha- Hazel's down here. Yeah, Hazel <laughs> yeah. and Jerry Howarth as well. Um, oh, nice. I actually met him a few years ago. He's great, isn't he's a he? Nice guy. He's a lovely guy, Jerry. Yeah, um, he sure is. Uh, so I think from this year, I think I've had wow. Bo, Bo, Vladdy, Tio, wow. George, and the Vlad dad. Um, That's incredible. So... That's an incredible collection. It's more than I got. Yeah, they're out against my wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I was chatting to Ben Ennis from Sportsnet. Uh, oh, nice. He's good. Uh, early in the week, he was my previous guest, and uh-huh. uh, he had a very impressive bobblehead collection behind oh, him. I bet so you we, he has. Yeah, so we 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 talked about that at the start of the uh, the pod episode. So. But a lot of the Sportsnet people have like a lot. I, I really think that they probably give them a whole well, bunch it's funny, of different. It's funny some some do, and some are just not into it. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things that you either love them or you don't. Um, yeah, true. The, the the one guy who who had a lot is Scott Scott Carson, who's in the booth with with. Yeah, uh, Scott Carson's great. He's a stats guy, so he's brilliant, isn't he? Yes, yeah, you'd get on really well with him, I would imagine. Oh, but he totally. Ha- I've tweeted him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he he had a very impressive um, bobblehead collection. I betcha. <laughs> Just trying to think of anybody else I've had on. Um, that I can recall. Oh, I, I tell you, you had a few as Ricky, Ricky Romero. He had a few. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, being a player, I bet you probably get lots. <laughs> totally. But also, he had all his jerseys and frames and stuff uh, as well, which looked very, very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff out there. And I think for that's... fans like us, you know, these little things, they, they help yeah. us connect to the team, don't they? And, totally. Uh, Absolutely. Good, good stuff. Well, Matt, it's been such a joy talking to you, my friend. Nice talking uh, to you too. 
I, I'm really grateful for your time this morning for yeah, you. F- Thanksgiving weekend, of course, in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and probably come at a good time just in yeah. keeping I'm life in perspective. It's good to be grateful for, for those around us and, and your family yeah. as much as we are bitterly disappointed with all that happened yeah, last night. Totally. Um, it, we, sport will come around. The Jays will come yep. around another day, another season, and we we go again. But really mm-hmm. grateful for your time. And yep. as I say, next time, next time, yeah. If you're ever in the UK, come and say hello. We'll do. Take care. All right. Take care now. We'll see you soon. Thanks see very much. Bye bye. The Red, White, and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.